Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Episode 73 of Victor Road, a Pokemon podcast on the Four Ride Radio Network. It's now time to catch them all with your host, I'm Kyle, also known as Zapdos Pocket, and I'm Team Sinnoh Region. And I'm Doug, also known as Snap a Picky Bully, and I'm mm. Team Lentil Region. Nice. But deep down, we are all Johto Region. Of course. Yes. yes. Goes without saying. Of course. To listen to the show, find us anywhere you listen to your podcasts, like Miro Guide and Google Play Music. And be sure to leave us a rating and a review if you can. It helps us out by making the show better. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustrations and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And back on the whole leaving rating review, if you say you'd rather listen to Kyle wearing a hat, just say it and we'll make it happen. does very drastically change the audio i must say yes (laughs) but you have to leave it in a rating exactly and make sure you specify the kind of hat because it changes the acoustics Mm -hmm. (laughs) what's up dude uh not a whole lot a little one is napping i got a computer i got the little monitor right in front of me i'm watching him sleep so (laughs) fingers crossed this is a long nap (laughs) Can you uh, can you imagine if you had to do that with nothing but audio and they didn't have the like screen monitors? Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> everyone would be listening to wave sound right now. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad to be talking Pokemon. Like I just, I, am too. I just am very happy to just be talking about Pokemon. It feels yeah. nice. Yeah, there's been a lot going on. With Pokemon that, honestly, I really haven't been able to really talk to with anyone about. I mean, obviously my wife, but I mean, she doesn't well, count. She's boring. Um, <laughs> she's not you, Doug. She's not you. She just agrees with everything I say. She doesn't challenge me. <laughs> you two are just that in sync, you know? Yeah. She's the one, so. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm more backstreet. She's more in sync, so, you know. Mm, fair enough, yeah. fair enough. And I'm O-Town, so we're the perfect trio. Ah, perfect. <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah uh we got a lot to talk about uh but before we get into that like is there anything new going on with you oh my gosh oh uh, i played a little bit of pokemon sword yesterday oh yeah that's a game it is a game um i don't know if any of you have heard of it but uh it's uh it's a pokemon game and I'm playing it. <laughs> uh, no, I just uh, one of the reasons I'm so excited to just like sit down and stop and talk about Pokemon is just that like I feel like the past couple weeks have just been like chaos. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's it's nice to like just be like, no, you actually can't do anything but think and talk about Pokemon for however long you're sitting down here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so unfortunately, there hasn't been that much new in the world of Pokemon, although. I mean, we are going to be talking about six episodes of the show, and that was really nice, too. So yeah, sitting down and just playing Sword 
which I've actually been pretty slow going at, which is actually sort of a nice contrast to how fast I played Shield, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then watching some Pokemon has been nice. But I think that's pretty much it as far as what's new. You know what I should do? I should start... Um, I should start highlighting like Fakemon artists when I talk about new stuff because that's probably the most regular Pokemon content I consume is like other people's art. So mm. I'll have to start making notes and I'll I'll start featuring artists that people can check out because I'm always doing that. You know. Mm-hmm. What about you though? Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it last time, but I got the uh, Sir Fetched uh, Mega Construct set. Oh, nice! That's awesome. Yeah, I really like this one. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't know if you saw up on my uh, Twitter account, but I got the Pokeball Mega Truck set. I did. That was really yeah. cool. Yeah. So basically a long time ago, back when Toys R Us was open. Oh. Yeah. So uh, back when they did like Pokemon events and stuff, like they would sometimes give like an exclusive car or whatever. But this one time they did a promotion for Mega Trucks. And so they gave basically kids these little bags and uh, the instructions and the kids got to build their own Pokeball. And uh, I've been on the hunt for one for quite some time. And I finally saw it up on eBay. Someone was selling for like five bucks and I'm like, yes, please. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And much cheaper than I would have expected for something limited. Yeah. Same here. So I don't know if they knew what they had or what, or if nobody's really looking for this, but I got it. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Uh, I've been playing a little bit more Platinum. Still haven't beaten the Elite Four. Uh, having a little bit of difficulty there, but I'll get through it. Are they like a an especially tough Elite Four? Like I know, like from generation to generation, they kind of like vary in toughness. I want to say Gen Four is, or at least the Sinnoh region has the hardest Elite Four, in my opinion. I'd buy it. I admittedly should never be quizzed on anything related to the Elite Four because mm-hmm. by the point I'm actually battling them, I'm just exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't even know if I could tell you most of their names. I don't think I, I bet you I could not name a single member of the Sinnoh Elite Four, but I have also said that uh, Diamond and Pearl are a very weak point in my knowledge. <laughs> so that right. shouldn't come as a surprise. I tell you what, can you name <laughs> one of the types from them? Just one. I could... I could probably guess because there are types most like likely to appear. Um, let me say there's a psychic one. Mm, let me check real quick because I've only battled the first three. I can't remember who the last four were. <laughs> I feel like my go-to guess is for any Elite Four combo based more on what gyms are likely to appear would be right. uh, Ghost, Sino, Psychic, right. Dark, stuff like that. It's unlikely, although I know it's not it's not never the case, but it's unlikely that grass uh yes. water psychic. Cool. All right. So Boom. I, I, I didn't would... know that through actual knowledge. I just knew that through yeah. guessing. <laughs> okay. So it, here are the typings. Okay. First one is bug. Oh, that's cool. Second one is ground. Cool. Third is fire. Ah, it is a region with a fire fire uh Fire Elite Four, which is ironic considering how few fire yeah. Pokemon are in that region. Yep. Uh, then it's Psychic. And then the champion, Cynthia, is Various. I like that, honestly. Yeah, I, I think do that's too. Cool. But it just makes it a little bit more difficult. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. You know, one thing that I was appreciating last night when I was playing Pokemon Sword is the fact that your rival, Hop, his Pokemon change every time you battle him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of an underrated 
element of the rival situation in Pokemon Sword and Shield, because sort of like that various component of Cynthia, you don't really know what Hop is ever going to have. Like, I was surprised again last night because I was like, I don't remember what he uses Mm -hmm. because it's you can't like, you can't, you know? Yeah, I remember when I was doing my replay, I was like, okay, yep, he'll always start with like his double or something like that. And then at one point he (laughs) he starts off with camera up and I'm like, yeah, or not. Is it camera up? The uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Camera, I, he I, didn't use one last night when I was fighting him, but it again, was the like, bird. He just constantly changes them. Yeah, it's the weird bird thing, and so that threw me off. I was like, "Oh, oops, okay." Yeah, but yeah. Um, a lot there. I'm trying to think if anything else I've been doing. Um, uh, you sent me something really cool on Instagram that yeah. an artist was making. Did you, and you ended up buying some of them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a artist I follow that does a lot of like Pokemon card custom art and stuff and so she's doing this whole big promotion sale thing so it's like i thought i'd share and everything um she also just started a patreon which i actually just started following uh, oh cool yeah so i just subscribed to that. i think i was her first one too which was even cooler nice uh, yeah <laughs> if you want to follow her on instagram it's holly paints cards one word and it's two l's and holly but she does some great stuff and then Right now, she's got a lot of sales going on for, like, some of her customs that she's got. So, like, they're, like, $25, $30, $35, ranging anywhere around there. Um, and then she's taken some of the stuff that she's done, and she's uh, started making stickers of them. Uh, magnets, which are really cool. And the magnets were, like, a few bucks, weren't they? Yeah, the magnets are $3. Uh, it's incredible. Stickers are $3. Now, she does say that the they aren't the most strong of uh, magnets, but the fact that, you know, like, they're magnets is kind of cool. So you can just stick them up on the fridge, and there you go. Yeah, they're like decorative magnets. Like, if you were to go mm-hmm. to, uh, like, a museum gift shop and get, like, a magnet, like, as a souvenir or, like, a like a truck stop souvenir magnet, it's like that kind of. Mm-hmm. Or sort of like that, that uh, like, flexible magnet. Or, like, a pizza place when they give you, like, a magnet to remember their number. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's sort of like that. Yeah. Um, and I've gotten custom cards from her before. She does this thing where, like, she'll leave the text of the cards and she'll just paint around it, which mm-hmm. looks amazing. And she's even got, like, some prints of the cards this way, like, and some of them have, like, glitter on them and stuff. So she's got a ton That's going really on. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really cool. So definitely check uh, her stuff out. I highly recommend it. Yeah, I do, too. I'm trying to think of anything else I've been doing other than just watching the new anime that came out. Right. And uh, I'm on the hunt finally for a heart gold or a soul silver game. Ah, yes. It's time to start preparing. Yeah. And they are hard to find. So like there's two um, like mom and pop shop used game stores. And before COVID hit, they used to have a, bunch of pokemon games but ever since covid hit a lot of people have been going back and playing the games and stuff because you know they're stuck at home so they want to do something yeah. so hey let's go back to our childhood and play pokemon yeah it makes sense and i wonder also like i'm sure in some ways people are trading in more stuff because of like financial situations mm-hmm. but at the same time i wonder how much of that is also balanced out or overtaken by people who aren't trading in anything you know Mm -hmm. either because they're revisiting or they don't think that they can or because they're not going out or whatever the case may be 
Um, I wonder how much that affects places that do buy, sell, trade. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, I've been hunting it down and so far they haven't had anything, but I'm going like once a week or something just to check it out. Yeah. That's smart. I'll have to keep an eye out if I end up at a place like that. Yeah. And I like, I'll look up on eBay and like the prices are like a hundred bucks for a game. And I'm like, why? It's silly too, because like if you were to buy it used anywhere, it would just, it would be the price. It would be as if the price never went down, right? Like that's how Mm -hmm. Pokemon games are. And then sometimes they're a little bit more. So then to go like well beyond that, it just makes you kind of look like a jerk. In my opinion, if you're like, I'm selling this Pokemon game for $120, it's like, all right, well, cool. (laughs) Enjoy. (laughs) There's there's copies of the game that are basically, I want to say like fan made almost. Basically, they've taken the, the exact game and they just put it onto a new cartridge for the DS. Sure. Yeah. 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 So those are cheaper, but I'm like, but can they connect to the other game? So if I wanted to transfer up, will it transfer up? That's a good um, question. So it's little things like that. Like I have, like I'm kind of skeptical about doing, cause I ended up getting a Pokemon Sapphire mm-hmm. copy like that. And I could not transfer my Jirachi from the oh. bonus disc into it. So I had yeah. to find somebody else with a, pokemon game and then i could transfer that into there and then take gotcha gotcha yeah, yeah i i appreciate people so like i'm obviously of two minds about that because like i appreciate people who do that for the sake of um like increasing the longevity of games that are no longer in print right mm-hmm. um because at a certain point like like any of those physical media i love physical media but the the one downside to physical media is that they can break or degrade Mm -hmm. um so there is like value in people making uh copies or like uh, i guess technically like forgeries i don't i can't think for whatever reason i can't think of the right word but you know what i mean yeah um there is some value there but obviously the flip side to that is that plenty of people will do that and then pawn it off as the real thing which is Mm -hmm. again just a jerk thing to do yeah which is why, like, I'll see some of them up for sale on eBay, and I'm at least glad, yeah. like, people will mention, like, hey, this is a false copy of the game, basically. And it's like, like the okay, least cool. you can do is be honest about it. <laughs> yeah. And I've also seen some people, like, they'll take, like, ROM hack games, and they'll mm. put them on cartridges. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Ooh, that would be really fun. Yeah. That would be nice. That would that would be um I would be far more encouraged to play uh like a like a ROM hack or something if I could just pop it into a handheld. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, I do too. So that's about it with Pokemon with me. Like I said, I've just been watching the new anime episodes, which yeah. have been amazing this batch. Yeah. I, can't to, I can't wait to talk about them. But first <laughs> we gotta go through some news that uh showed up uh was it like two weeks ago or something? Yeah, like somewhere ago? within the past couple weeks. I think yeah. it might have been like about a week ago or so. I don't know what time is. I still haven't caught up to what time is. I don't, I don't know, know if I ever will, to be honest. It's still March, people. It's still March. <laughs> it's still March. It never stopped being March. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh, but huge, huge pieces of news. Some that we expected some that we have been wondering about for a very long time and some that we never could have seen coming. So really ran the gamut of news. Yeah. In that Pokemon, Pokemon direct 
very very exciting yeah uh i guess first uh we'll go with uh, what they talked about first was pokemon snap yes i mean we didn't get like a ton of new information necessarily but we did get a lot of new footage uh yes. and i'm just so excited i like it still kind of blows my mind that we're getting another pokemon snap because we've been asking for it for like 20 years mm-hmm. um and when it didn't come out on wii u i was like well they're never gonna do it this is the single perfect system and i th- i think still is the single perfect system to do a Pokemon snap game on. Mm-hmm. So if they're not going to do it for Wii U, they're not going to do it ever. And so I'm still like kind of in disbelief sometimes when I think about it, <laughs> you're uh, not going to believe it until you're really playing happening. it. Exactly. Even though I know it's happening. I mean, yeah. I, I'm so excited. I I've been like so good about not buying games in 2021. Cause I just have so many, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I've 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 singled out specific things that I'm like that's going to be a thing I spend money on like mm-hmm. game wise and Pokemon Snap is like the one you know oh yeah um, and I'm just I'm so excited obviously there are now other ones but like that's one that I've known now for a while where I'm like that because you have Pokemon Snap you can hold off on the next thing because like yeah. you've got you've got one that you're anticipating mm-hmm. so I'm so pumped for it I can't wait. Um, I think honestly in the footage, I haven't counted. Somebody already knows this. I didn't look it up because I'm too lazy, but I think honestly in the footage we've seen already, we've probably seen as many, if not more Pokemon than were in the first one. And that was like a big topic of conversation, right? Like how many are we going to get? I still think that we should be reasonable and that we should expect, I think what I said was 200 to 250 Mm-hmm. Pokemon, I still think would be a satisfying experience. Yeah, um, and then I think that's where we should set it. And anything more than that is a treat. Mm-hmm. And I think yes. we're already surpassing the first game. So like, oh yeah, I'm I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I will say this: when they announced like what the berry was that you throw at the Pokemon, and I'm like, um, that is an apple, and you know it. <laughs> like, know. please they don't do. call it something that it's not. <laughs> that is an apple. <laughs> <laughs> i can't even remember what they called it because it's so silly but you're yeah. right yeah absolutely and i'm like it's okay totally just an apple <laughs> the, so like i know pokemon games like they'll have berries that look like certain fruits like the nab nab pineapple berry exactly the nab nab berry looks like bananas but they're right. pink so is a little bit of difference and they and they reference the fruit that they look like right like in a sort of cheeky way mm-hmm. so this one, I'm like, no, that's an apple. Please don't call it anything else. <laughs> like, so far, that's the only problem I have with the game. And if that's it, then I'm going to be smooth sailing throughout the whole thing. So I'm changing my Twitter display name to whatever that that not apple is called. And I'm going to change mine to and I'm going to change mine to it's an apple, Doug. <laughs> oh. An apple Doug. Apple Doug is what my niece used to call me before she knew what the word uncle was. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. I'm now definitely doing it. Um, <laughs> uh, I am really excited about the the lentil phenomenon, whatever it's called, that mm-hmm. that allows you to like basically make Pokemon glow. Oh yeah. It's such a simple thing, but I really am excited about it because what it does. And and I don't know how much you'll be able to access it, but they said that you can, they said any Pokemon in the region can experience that phenomenon, mm-hmm. right? So, like, that automatically doubles the amount of, like, photo opportunities because there's, like, a re- I'm assuming there's, like, a replay value in that where 
it's not something you have immediately and it's not something you can do to every single Pokemon on every single track every time. So right then and there, there's like a built-in replay because it's like, oh, now I want to get that Pikachu glowing Mm -hmm. or now I want to get that Lapras glowing. Mm -hmm. So I think that was really smart and I'm excited to play with it. Yeah. So I don't know if you noticed this or not, but Todd was in the trailer. Oh, where where was he? So they're in the professor's um, laboratory, and I think they're surrounded like a table. And in the far back corner, like behind the table, there's an older gentleman with very curly hair. And I'm like, that has to be Todd. Like, <laughs> that, that, that's Todd. <laughs> I mean, I definitely hope so. It would be such a missed opportunity not to include him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's yeah. already I just went on Cerebee and like the list of Pokemon that have appeared in the footage is already like pretty long. It's not nice. huge, but it's like it's pretty decent. Very nice. Ugh. And Pokemon that I, I wouldn't have expected just because they're Pokemon I never think about or because they haven't been heavily featured, like like mini minier, minier, minier mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever Mini-or, that little yeah. meteor thing is. I never feel like I'm saying that right, but I'm pretty sure I am. Um, I love that Toucanon is in there. I'm, I'm going to be mm-hmm. so excited to take pictures of any Alola Pokemon, to be honest. Oh, yeah. And the fun thing is, like, Minior has got, like, a bunch of different forms, too. So, yeah, who's to yeah, say, yeah. like, every time you go back, like, that Minior could change its color uh, depending mm-hmm. on, like, you know, which time of day you show up or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that, like, they confirmed Celebi is in there. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's 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 entirely possible that Celebi will be sort of like the mythical Pokemon related to the Lentil region. Mm-hmm. But the first game, Mew was sort of the thing that you were seeking out. You know what I mean? And now there's tons yeah. of mythical Pokemon. So I do wonder, like, will they incorporate other mythical Pokemon? Will they have sort of like multiple sort of like uh, harder tier Mm-hmm mythical missions kind of like the mu mission That'd be cool. the original yeah really yeah, cool. yeah yeah <sighs> i'm yeah. just i can't wait it just it's it's been a long time coming mm-hmm. and i'm pumped and i feel yes. like my expectations are in like the perfect place where i'm like not expecting too much and i'm just like taking it all in as it's being given to me you know mm-hmm. um so i i feel like i've kept the right headspace and i'm really really excited yeah that's good that's very yeah good. yeah so the next uh thing that they announced was uh-huh. Gen Four remakes. Uh huh. <laughs> Something I'm both excited for and a little bit dreading at the same time. If that uh-huh. makes any sense. Yeah. So yeah. here's why I'm dreading it. One, I'm playing Platinum right now, so I'm like, ugh, great, more Gen Four later on this year. But that's besides the point. Um, another reason is just from everything I've seen, it looks like a one for one remake. I think it is. I think they explicitly called it a faithful remake. Yes. Now, the other thing is this is also not made by Game Freak. This is made right. by a different company that uh, basically made Pokemon Home. So mm-hmm. I've also seen a lot of people calling it more of a side game and not one of the main games. That's not how that works. <laughs> I know, but I, I'm just going off of what I've I been know, seeing I people say. Yeah, so, that was that was a response to the people, not you. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to think about like a uh, Coliseum and uh, XD Gale of Darkness. Those weren't main games; those were side games. But you know, well, the thing, but but the thing with the remakes is that they've always existed in a weird space. 
right treating the the remakes as core series games is debatable in itself because they're not even even when they tell a new story they're still not they're not really the same thing as like a new core series game. They yeah. might be on the same platform. They might be developed by the same people, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, they're explicitly remakes, you know? Yeah. And they, they call them that and treat them as such. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the other thing that's weird is like people have talked about how they think that game freak needs to split its resources or contract people or hire more people to tackle more games. Mm-hmm. And, I can already feel people being critical of the choice to contract somebody to make this remake. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, no, that's kind of what you asked for. You didn't ask for it directly, but you did call for this. (laughs) Yeah. So which, which is it, you know, which do you want? And I'd rather they do it for a faithful remake than for a new creative property, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I have a lot of, I mean, honestly, I have a lot of feelings about the, the gen four remakes that, are all over the place and i think i i share sort of the same mix of excitement and dread because Mm -hmm. i feel like the past you know gosh the past however many years pokemon fans i think have just largely not all obviously but largely have just been like unreasonable in their expectations of game freak and like oh yeah it's just you know pokemon's existed for so long that it's now entered that space of like People who have been playing it forever, just like Star Wars, just like Power mm-hmm. Rangers, just like My Little Pony, like anything that's been been on for a long time, people just end up growing a, a sense of entitlement and then start expecting that like it should be made for them specifically. Yeah. Um, and that's just never going to happen. And yeah. so I think that's kind of a little bit of what's happening with all of these announcements is everybody is sort of being like, yeah, but that's, we, we wanted this, but we didn't want that. We wanted something exactly. new, but we didn't want it that way. And it's like, yeah. well, stop, stop. Now, <laughs> like, also, we don't know, like, fully if, like, they could add something at the end. Like, you know, they could do um, the whole Arceus event. They could do the Darkrai event, stuff that we never got yeah. with Diamond and Pearl yeah. that they that was in the game code because Japan got it, but we never got because it just never came to America. So Well, and they're there is indication that they will be including elements of platinum in the remakes because they've already, people have already spotted little tiny things that are like, well, that wasn't in the game until platinum came along. Exactly. So it, I I do think, I don't think they're tricking us by calling it a faithful remake. I think it will be largely a faithful remake. It will be Mm -hmm. a, as close to a one-to-one as you can get combining elements of diamond and pearl and platinum. And I think we should Mm -hmm. trust them on that. And I oh, think yeah. and that's then, where we should set our expectation because yeah. you know that there are people who are going to be like, no, there's something else. And it's like, no, you're only setting yourself up for disappointment mm-hmm. if you're expecting there to be more than what they just told you it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it would be like saying, you know, they're not showing us the 600 Pokemon they put in, in Snap. Like, no, 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 mm-hmm. no, no. Don't do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I, I, I uh, it, it was an interesting thing to watch and it's been an interesting thing to watch for a long time because it's people have been asking for the Gen 4 remakes, honestly, at least since the Gen 3 ones. But I think even before mm-hmm. that, I think it's been a conversation for longer than we even knew they would always remake games. Yeah, it's and, just uh, they've been waiting. It, it just really gained hype once Gen 3 remakes came out. Exactly. Oh, for sure. For sure. Then it became like a ubiquitous 
you know, call. Yeah. Um, I, my personal sort of, um, I think anybody who listens to our show and has paid attention to mm-hmm. like our conversations about it, I think we'll be able to connect the dots to where I fall on it because I have for a very long time said that gen four is one of my least favorite experiences playing Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only played it once. I never replayed it. So I, I, I only have that much of a, a, like a, an assessment of it is like playing it one time and never really reflecting too much on it. And I really wanted the remakes so that I could have that region and that story and that environment sort of recontextualized so for me, I was like a little bummed that they decided that this was a generation they were going to do like a faithful remake for. Because I was like, oh, well, but that's kind of why I'm replaying Pearl, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I wasn't super excited. I mean, I'm excited that it's announced so that people can stop asking for it, to mm-hmm. be to- like fully honest. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited that it's there for people who have a genuine excitement for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, 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 uh, I'll get it cause I'm sure we'll talk about it, but to be totally honest, that's like the big motivation. If we didn't have a Pokemon podcast, I don't know <laughs> if I would get it. <laughs> yeah. So can I just say the one thing I'm really excited about for this? Of course. Ribbons. Yes. Yes. I mean, there, there are oh. lots of things about gen four that become that, that are either, uh, really like iconic and should have been brought forward or that mm-hmm. did change, ch- literally change the game. Uh, moving forward so because yeah. i have my infernape from my last platinum playthrough and it's gone through all the regions it's got a sh- ton of uh ribbons and yeah. so i'm really excited because when they did gen 3 remakes they made all new ribbons compared to what they originally had so i'm hoping they do the same thing for this so this way i can continue more ribbons onto my pokemon and just keep it going heck yeah so that's my big thing. I'm also kind of excited to see, uh, was it, uh, the Pokemon capsules again? The Pokemon capsules. They're the little capsules you put on the Pokeballs, and then, like, when you go to throw it, like, special effects oh. come out. Yeah, 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 yeah. We just talked about this recently, I think, because I was saying that I wish that you could, in Sword and Shield, mm-hmm. uh, change the effect uh, that that comes out of your Pokeball, because some of them are super ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I I hope that that's a one. I hope it's there. I don't know why it wouldn't be, but two, yeah. uh, I hope it's if it's a, cool. if it's a one for one. I, I'm assuming it's going to be there because I feel like they're not going to take anything out. I would so, hope not. The only thing I don't think that they will bring back is going to be Chatot's move Chatter, where you can actually record audio, and then uh, when it uses the move Chatter, like it plays that audio. Yeah. They Easily took... one of the funniest things that Pokemon has ever done. Yes, and it only lasted through Gen 4 and 5. Then once Gen 6 came out, they stopped because they were kind of like, oh, we have no way to censor it if someone decides to swear. And then they go into like a Pokemon battle with somebody else. Oh, but you know what they could do? Because the Switch, I do think, has a microphone. Honestly, I feel yes. like all you do is just make it so that it, it defaults if you're online. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know how that hard too. that is. I'm saying that as somebody who has no idea what goes into it, but yeah, um, I think there's a way they could do it if, mm-hmm. if only to be sort of like cute and nostalgic. But yeah. I, I'm with you. I think they probably got rid of it. Yeah. So other than that, like I, I'm excited for it. I'm a little 
kind of sinnoed out already just because I'm playing it right now. Hopefully by the time the games come <laughs> by the time the games come out, I'm hoping like I'll be like, yeah, let's go. But of course. It, it all just depends on like how long this takes me to actually do play. Yeah. Yeah. Don't um, uh don't expect me to uh to uh play through brilliant <laughs> diamond or shining pearl very quickly, everyone. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Who knows? It's the second second wind I need. <laughs> Have you decided what game you're going to get? I I the I played Diamond when I got them. I'm mm-hmm. playing Pearl now, so I'm not necessarily like super compelled either way. But I probably probably would get Brilliant Diamond if it were just if if there were no other factors. If I was alone in the universe, I would probably get Brilliant Diamond. What about you? Uh, I haven't decided yet. Diamond was my first one, but I mean, we've recently discussed like how like our first games, like you, you went for mostly the blue kind of version. So yeah. I'm debating if I should just get Pearl, obviously because you're getting uh, Diamond. So we at least have like two different comparisons. Yeah, for me, as long as you, my friend Zach and I, as long as the three of us don't all have the same version, then I'm I'm good. Because <laughs> like when you and I both got shield, it worked out okay because Zach got sword. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Um. So I kind of have like an extra balance. Um. To to make sure that I I've got like a at least one buddy playing the other version. Yeah, and then like my wife, she'll always pick the opposite version of me. So yeah. So that's what I'm leaning towards, but you know. Mm-hmm. Who knows? So then, we'll see what happens. <laughs> completely out of left field. I don't think anybody yeah. ever saw coming. Which and I am probably st- one of the reasons they felt comfortable doing a faithful remake as opposed to like a mm-hmm. sort of reboot or reimagining. We're getting a whole new brand series game. I'm hoping it's going to be a series. We'll get to that in a little bit, but we'll see. Uh, I think it's part of a series that we already I think have. So. To be honest, <laughs> uh, Pokemon Legends. Arceus yeah and it looks and I now I rewatched the trailer they do not use the words open world game but no, it look it looks like it's gonna be an open world game I think it will be a game with large open world elements mm-hmm I think that there is probably still a very linear story <laughs> Uh, and I think that this is probably their sort of like next level version of wild area where like you can probably go ever like mm, I won't even say everywhere. You can probably go almost anywhere. Mm-hmm. But just because they recreated the Breath of the Wild shot doesn't <laughs> mean we're getting Pokemon Breath of the Wild, everyone. <laughs> exactly. Breath of the Wild is a game that will forever exist in a unique space. The fact that you can literally climb anything in that game, developers don't want to do that. They don't need to do that. So they're not going to do that. (laughs) But I think it's going to have large open world elements. I think it's going to feel very open. Yes. And if it was going to be a Breath of the Wild remake with Pokemon, it'd be called Dragon Breath of the Wild. Exactly, exactly. And it's not, so clearly it's not. But <laughs> anyways, um, I'm really excited about this game. Um, again, I feel like I'm going to have Sinnoh fatigue by the end of this. I think this one could could be the thing that reinvigorates it, though. Like, if you yes. started playing Brilliant Diamond or, or Shining Pearl and you, like, weren't feeling it because you were, you were sort of, like, 
out of steam. I feel like mm-hmm. this could be one that would reinvigorate. Yes, because it's at least different. It's not a yeah. Yeah, like the towns and all stuff. It's gonna be completely different. So it's like playing a whole new game because you don't know where to go, stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Not to mention, like your starters are not even the Sinnoh starters. You get three random starters from three different regions, which I absolutely love. Such a strange choice, but it is those yeah. three, right? Yeah. So you get the choice between Cyndaquil, Oshawott, or Rowlet. It's a no-brainer for me. Yeah, I'm going with Cyndaquil. Same. Yeah. Huge same. That was such a that was such a unexpected announcement. Like even within the unexpected announcement, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, I said I think that this is actually part of a series we already have. And what I mean by that is, it's it, it's funny that people are are treating the the Diamond and Pearl remakes as if they're not part of the core series, as if that's like a shocker. When like this, I think this game is far out beyond (laughs) outside the core series i think this is essentially the third uh game in in i don't know what we would call it but like the coliseum gale of darkness xd whatever those games are called okay because like one it has open world elements i don't think this game is going to be huge i don't think it's going to be bigger than a core series game and they said, like, what you're doing is creating the first Sinnoh Pokedex. I think the Pokedex is going to be pretty small. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to only be the size of one region. Yeah, not to mention the fact, like, certain Sinnoh Pokemon and other Pokemon may not even exist yet. Like, Porygon to Porygon Z will not be in this game because it those are... make sense. Porygon is only a 20-year-old Pokemon at this point. Right. So like I th- and and they're showing I think didn't they show did they show Pokemon that didn't originally appear in the Diamond and Pearl? I don't know. I'm not smart I enough to know that. Couldn't tell you. Right. It's weird because I feel like the game that we got that is sort of technically a core series game is the one that people are like, that's not a core series game. And then the one that I think is very obviously not a core series game. I think people are going to expect core series elements when I think they made it abundantly clear this is a spin-off. Mm-hmm. And it could be a one-time spinoff. You know what I mean? It could be. I hope you are wrong. I hope I'm wrong too. And and I think, I think they hope I'm wrong. Like, I think that just like those other, I don't think they ever want any of their games to be a one entry. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the fact that this is called Pokemon Legends Arceus, I think implies that they could do Pokemon Legends games Mm -hmm. for any region for any mythical Pokemon or any legendary oh, yeah. Pokemon like, and build a story around it. And oh, yeah. and in their mind, because look, they're, they're artists, but they're also making money. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? If they can oh, make yeah. nine different legends games, they're going to make nine different legend games. Oh, like yeah. if these make money, they'll keep making them. So mm-hmm. I hope that too. But I think also if Pokemon Coliseum did really well, we would have gotten Pokemon Coliseum too. If Pokemon Gale of Darkness XT did super duper well we would have gotten another one of those you know what actually I mean? coliseum is the sequel to xd gale of darkness there you go right so yeah. like it is a series yes um this might not be part of that like it, it's obviously not part of not not maybe it obviously is not part of that same story right but when i say like i think it's part of a series we already have i just mean like it is an rpg mm-hmm. out, explicitly outside of the core series which is what right. those two games were yeah so just going back a little bit, like I would, I really do hope that we get 
more of these because I would love to see like you know the history of Entei Raikou and Suicune from the Burn Tower being born. I would love to see the Kalos War that's mentioned and the launching of the infinite weapon that which creates a mega energy. Um, Trying to think what else. The Darkest Day. I would love to see that from Galar. Um, And I just want to say, I am so glad we are not doing the first game in Kanto. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it makes sense um, not to, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> like, if this was Pokemon Legends Mew and it took place in Kanto, I'm going to be honest, I, I don't think I would get it. Because I just am tired of going to Kanto. I think I would still get it because it's a different format and it would still be a different environment to a degree. Mm-hmm. Like, it would, I would be frustrated that they were going to that well again. But at least it would be, it would be a historical Kanto, I guess. Um, but I agree with you. I think there are regions that have more history than Kanto that are more interesting to go to. Yeah. Um, with these sort of like historical points that they reference in the modern games that make it really cool to go to them. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so Pokemon Legends, the Tapus, and you go to the Alolan Islands, and there's just nothing there. no there would probably be stuff there but it's just funny because that region is so teeny tiny (laughs) Mm -hmm. i cannot wait for all these games though so excited to play them all i'm glad i'm hoping that there's at least a big enough space between brilliant diamond and shining pearl and then the pokemon legends game like i know they said like one's coming out the end of 2021 next one's coming out in like the beginning of 2022 and i'm like can we at least have like a good four to five months in between just to space things Impossible. out for my wallet's sake? Yeah, that's actually, I mean, that's a, honestly my biggest complaint about Pokemon games is that I actually think they come out too frequently, which I know is a, a wild thing to say. <laughs> um, but I do think they do come out too frequently. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I want to say about Legends, and then we can move on to the the journey stuff. Mm-hmm. I if Legends is really, really popular and is really well received, what I want is more than just Legends games. I want Legends to be basically like an imprint in Pokemon. I want like a Legends miniseries anime. I want like a Legends manga. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think they really could basically do a similar thing to what Star Wars just did and basically say like, hey, we're going to create like a whole new era and we're going to mm-hmm. explore that and we're going to tell Ooh. stories there. Now because we're about to talk about journeys and I gotta be honest, it looks like journeys could be coming to be the end of the anime. Wouldn't be surprised. Now I know you and I've always talked about how like the next series could just be about go, but what if the next series is basically legends just from the past? I would be cool with that. I would be cool with that. I, I, I don't know. I think their biggest fear would be, changing a format from something that can be on literally forever to something that has to be reinvented over and over again. But I would like to see a legends anime. I would really like to see that. (laughs) I know some kids are probably a little confused, like, Oh, Hey, where's this Ash guy? I just, uh, was just watching and my parents kept raving about all this time because, you know, parents, uh, and then all of a sudden, like, it's now just all this. I I can understand. I think the move is to do both, like Mm -hmm. to be totally honest. I think the move is to keep 
maybe not necessarily ash because i've long advocated for not using ash anymore Mm -hmm. um but i think keeping the like pokemon the anime going and then having like i don't understand why we haven't gotten any any uh like 13 episode 26 episode like pokemon anime that are aimed up a little bit you know what i mean like not not dark or gritty or anything like that but like think i don't know i I don't have a good example but like the the property has existed for so long and and it's now a multi-generational property like it's weird to me that they haven't done like a 13 i know they did like the the really short ones with like um god what were they called um generations and Mm -hmm. twilight wings but like it does surprise me they haven't done a full-on 13 or 26 episode anime uh with sort of a scaled up approach Mm -hmm. so i say do both i say you know we're not i'm not gonna lose money on it no all right so yeah main episode topic pokemon journeys part four episodes one through six also known as (laughs) <laughs> episode 37 to 42 exactly yes, yes. uh netflix you, just it's all one thing just 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 make it one thing <laughs> mm-hmm. yes anyway so, first episode right out of the gate i yes. was loving it we go you've been asking for this <laughs> especially me we go back to alola finally yeah. Well, no, I I really wanted this too because I knew this would be the episode that really like they had to make a choice. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like him going to Alola, going to the last region he existed in, they had to decide and commit to whether or not this Ash was was fully part of the continuity or if it was just like cute little references. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. And they don't they they chose. When mm-hmm. he goes to Alola, it is very, very directly a continuation uh of the Sun and Moon anime. You know, like he is he is going back to the Sun and Moon anime, which is very, very cool. I loved it for that. Loved seeing Alola. I wish this had been a two parter. <laughs> I do too. It was way too quick. And Agreed. I de- I can definitely tell like they are going to go back. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. They still have to complete this whole Lily episode thing with finding their dad. It has been driving me nuts. They still haven't finished it. I'm waiting for it. (laughs) (laughs) They will. They will. I think, you know, I think even in the episode, they basically say, like, we can't wait to come back. It's like, okay, we see you. (laughs) And I love how, like, they don't even mention the fact that Ash is a champion there. So, like... Which was weird. Just do it. (laughs) Like, just mention it because I feel like Go will have, like, so much more respect towards Ash. Because, like, he keeps thinking that, like, Ash is just, like, this crazy kid who doesn't know what he's doing. And I'm like, no, no, no. He's a champion. Just mention it. And Go will be like, wait, what they don't even have to make a big deal about it it could literally like it's so weird to me like this is the episode where they couldn't pretend anymore Mm -hmm. right like they couldn't just do little things like the lieutenant surge thing where it's like i've heard of this kid well i mean sure whatever lieutenant surge isn't actually here that's convenient Mm -hmm. and ash lives in this region that's also convenient here it's like no like you're committing to it so just mention it um and it could have literally just been like uh go is like wait a second you were you're a champion here and ash literally could have done the like embarrassed like eh, it's not a big deal and then they could have moved on <laughs> like, yeah true mention it yeah. Just mention it. 
not to mention like last uh, time we went to Kalos and uh, the gym leader from there remembered him. Yeah. And we're going to get another one of those as well. Yeah. But I mean, like the thing about it is like, these are characters that aren't, these aren't like the gym leaders are a unique circumstance where like every trainer has to go to the gyms. You know what I mean? So it it's, it means something that they remember Ash, but it also doesn't mean as much as these characters knowing Ash in the way that they do. The fact mm-hmm. that they're his classmates, the fact that they're his like his group of friends. It would be like if Misty and Brock showed up and just picked up exactly where they left off. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yeah. It's that as opposed to just like, oh, this guy who's a big staple in the region that every single trainer ends up meeting remembers you. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I guess. Yeah. This is this is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. So I love that we got to see his old Pokemon because this is the first time we've gotten to see any of Ash's old Pokemon. Yeah, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a huge deal, too, actually. <laughs> yeah, like, we haven't seen, like, I'm surprised, like, we haven't, like, visited Professor Oak's uh, lab or whatever and seen, you know, Bulbasaur helping take care of everything. Yeah, so, exactly. Th- this was nice to get to see some of his old Pokemon. Um, yeah. And the interaction between Rotom and Rotom was hilarious. I did like that. I that was like pretty that. cool. I was just so happy just to be back. I was like, this feels good. I- yeah. I was really glad with what the Kiawe and Go thing turned into. Yeah. Because I was like, because Kiawe is a really interesting character, right? Like, Kiawe mm. is this, like, hyper-competitive rival to Ash mm-hmm. who believes in the sort of, like, you know, steel sharpens steel type of mentality. Yeah. And Go isn't. And I'm really glad that what the result of Kiawe basically being like, Go, you need to be a better rival. I love the fact that Go is like, I'm not his rival. I don't care about his goals. I have my own goals. Yeah. Like, because Kiawe's whole thing was like, we have to make Ash better. Mm-hmm. And Go is like, why? Like, that, why are you all here to serve Ash? Right? Like, mm-hmm. is basically what he was saying without saying it that way. And I was like, that's right, Go. Like, heck yeah. And it also kind of, again, if Go is going to become the protagonist or if this series is going to end, this is going to be a key key episode because mm-hmm. basically it's somebody in the universe in Go saying Ash is not the center of the universe. I have my own stuff too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just surprised he didn't go. Look, I'm not really much of a battler. I'm more of a catcher. Yeah, I was surprised by that too. I was surprised that he didn't just say like, "Oh yeah, I don't really like battling that much." Because mm-hmm. there are plenty of characters in this universe that aren't battlers. Yeah. So the next episode, episode 38, this, I'm excited about this one for a couple reasons. This is the one where Ash, Go, and Chloe, which is cool, mm-hmm. go to an excavation site. They meet the director, who looks exactly like the excavation leader from Unova, but who isn't the excavation leader from Unova. And Go restores an amber into an Aerodactyl. And side note, Team Rocket shows up to steal fossils, and it doesn't really matter that much. Okay. I like this for a number of reasons. One, I really like that they included Chloe because mm-hmm. I feel like she's criminally underutilized. Yes. Uh, even though I recognize this is very much a show about Ash and Go and their friendship, I still right. feel like they could use Chloe more. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to see her. I also am really happy we saw the director. I did fully think it was the excavation leader, of course. Yeah. As we were meant to. <laughs> this just means that I can do like a, a cosplay with another, you know, bearded fellow in shorts uh yes. can be the excavation leader and the director and uh and the other reason i really like it is because you and i kyle just talked about 
Attack of the Prehistoric Pokemon, Mm -hmm. which this episode feels very much like an echo of. Yes. It's weird sometimes because it feels like Pokemon runs out of ideas, but sometimes I'm in the right mood and it feels more like an homage than it does like a copy. And this Mm -hmm. felt more like an homage than a copy. Yes, I agree. I thought it was a great episode. Um, I need the director's uh, clothing line because that was seriously like I loved his little nightcap with the little geodude hanging from it. I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> yep, yep. Um I do wish we saw more of, of the other fossils than just the Kanto fossils and then yeah. like the mentioning of the Anorith and then like they, they they made this whole big deal about this giant shield on and I'm, I was like I want to uh-huh. see that but we never really got yeah. to see it. I agree. It's weird because the bar was set so low by Attack of the Prehistoric Pokemon's uh, fossil <laughs> dig and that it was basically like you found a turd. Mm-hmm. Um that this was like an improvement because you actually saw people excavating, you yeah. saw fossils, like they talked about them, but still it 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 still would have been cool mm-hmm. to see more than just um what we got. Yeah, other regions would be cool. Any reference whatsoever to Galar fossils would have been nice. I was expecting Ash to dig up the two different fossils or something and then create one of the crazier um, right. things. Um, so, and maybe we'll still get that because that yeah. character in the game, it, I think, would be a great anime character. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I hope we get that. Yeah. I was expecting exactly what you were. Yeah. I mean, overall, not really much else. I mean really stood out i mean the aerodactyl thing was kind of cool yeah i like that go has an aerodactyl that's fun yeah you know if he ever gets a megastone for that that'd be kind of cool Ooh, yeah when are they gonna do you think that journeys is gonna tackle mega evolution because kiawe did use a z move yes he did and we did get mega evolution last time when they went to kalos and they battled the, oh they battled the gym leader uh the lucario gym leader that's right. You're right. You're right. Um, so, I'm drawing a total blank on her name, but you're right. They did do that. Hopefully, the the main characters get to, though. That would be fun. That would be really cool. Because also, another thing is, like, Ash never mega evolved anything. Cause he, yeah, not, like, properly, yeah, right? He in, did the sort of, like, spirit of it with... Uh, Ash like, Greninja. He, like, fused with... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ash Greninja. That's all he ever got. But, yeah. I mean, how cool... I mean, he's got a Gengar. Gengar's mega evolves, so... Mm-hmm. you know what's frustrating though is like both of the pokemon that he both of his like feature pokemon that he has mm-hmm. that he could mega evolve in like charizard and gengar also have gigantamax forms mm-hmm. was but but leon has a gigantamax charizard so i don't think it's gonna be that no so i think gengar is the only one that he would have that would gigantamax unless they just stick with the pikachu thing yeah I would love to see a Mega Gengar, though. I love Mega Gengar. It's such a cool, yes. cool design. But he's got his Lucario. And the way Luke, uh, the real... Mm. Well, I mean, he will have Lucario. Yeah, um, yeah. I think we're all expecting it. Yes. <laughs> but, like, when Riolu was watching that battle last time when they were in Kalos and saw that the Lucario Mega evolved, you could kind of mm-hmm. almost... I, I don't want to, like, put stuff where it's not is, but you can almost kind of see how that Riolu was like, I want to do that. I think there's foreshadowing there. I so, think I don't think you have Riolu there to witness it if it's not foreshadowing. Exactly. So I would love to see him get a Mega Lucario and then maybe even like bring back his Z moves and like have like an ultimate like Mega Z move Gigantamax thing happen or something. I don't know. 
Yo, how crazy would it be if when he finally does battle Leon, because I'm expecting that, I don't know about you, mm-hmm. uh, I would be shocked if that's not where this series ends. <laughs> like, like you can just um, see like he's wearing like a long sleeve shirt and like he just rolls it up and you could see like three different bands wrapped around his arm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On one hand, he has like the, the Z brace. On one hand, he has the the Gigantamax bracelet, and then he has, like, a necklace with, like, a megastone around it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, like, so cool. Oh. <laughs> or, like, a belt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or what if what if he did the old, like, turn his hat backwards thing, and on oh. the back of his hat was, like, a mega megastone? <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> Wouldn't that be? That would be the best oh. way for this show to end, or for at least his story oh. to end. Now I want that to happen. <laughs> if that doesn't happen, I'm going to cry. Oh no, I've ruined everything. Yes, yes, you have. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, it's, it's, uh, I can't wait to see what happens, but, um, yeah. I know. So, again, great episode. Uh, yeah. fun little side episode. The next episode, though, had a surprise. I love this. Oh, one. I had a, so this is the one where Ash and B have their first rematch. In none other than Chuck's gym, the fighting type gym leader from Johto. Yeah, who also remembers Ash. Yeah, I was like, yeah. So like, so like they're going to Johto. I was like, okay, cool, Johto uh, episode, sweet. I can't wait. And then you see B in the gym. I'm like, wait, is that Chuck? That's, I think that's <laughs> Chuck. And uh-huh. and then uh, uh, Ash walks through the door, and then Chuck's first is like, that kid looks familiar. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and now, if Chuck didn't remember, we also have to remember gym leaders are like, they see how many people in their lifetime. So Yeah, if you think about it, yeah. really there are only, only so many gym leaders should technically remember Ash. Like, Erica should remember Ash, you know? Right. And um, then like, Sabrina should remember Ash. Exactly. But it would be totally understandable if others don't. Yeah, and, like, I understand the one from Kalos understanding because that was more recent. Yeah. So, this one, I was more so like, okay, sweet, he remembers him. That's awesome. This is great. We're getting more uh, world-building, almost, if you will. Yeah. And so, anyway, so... Uh, they have the rematch. It's Pikachu and Riolu versus Hitmontop and Graplocked. I thought this was a great fight. Yes, I'm so glad Ash used Pikachu. Yes. So glad. Because, like, one of the things in this... Sh- and we'll see this a little bit more in the next episode. But, like, this isn't new. And I'm not going to talk about it for very long. But this show just hates type matchups so yes. much. <laughs> now... They hate everything to do with type matchups, anything to do with experience. And I get why. I totally get why. Mm-hmm. But if he had just used the exact same Pokemon and hadn't switched anything up, I think I would have been pretty yeah, pretty annoyed. Now, last time he had used his Galarian Farfetch'd. And mm-hmm. if I'm remembering correctly, like every time he's gone to go use his Galarian Farfetch'd, I think it's lost, hasn't it? Um, when else did he, oh, did he use it against regular Farfetch? Or when else did he use I it? Feel I feel like remember. he's used it some other point. I just can't remember when. Um, well, I feel like it's lost. I think you're right. I think you're right. I, w- I would not be surprised if you were right about yeah. that. So, but yeah, so Pikachu does a great job up against Hitmontop. Uh, yeah. Takes it out. Very cool. Yes, and then Graplock comes out and then uses its special move, uh, oh, what's it called? Um. It's uh, liquidator, liquidation, liquidation. No, the grappling one. 
Oh, oh, uh, oh, what is that called? I don't remember what that's called. Uh, but yeah, he does the thing where you're like totally just like like completely, completely grabs, yeah, squeezes you, yeah. And like Pikachu couldn't use any of its moves, and then Pikachu basically gets knocked out. And so you know, boohoo, yeah. Pikachu's the same way yeah. Riolu did, and yeah. Ash, you know, luckily doesn't like completely uh, flash back or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I really did like though was that. When Pikachu gets knocked out, Riolu just starts walking up to Pikachu and picks it up and brings it back instead of yeah. Ash. I thought that was a really nice touch. It shows that they're really good friends and whatnot. And then yeah. and now it's Riolu's turn. And then like it gets stuck in the same move, but it realized if it just stays calm, it can break free. And it did. And I thought it was great. Yeah. You know what I liked about it, especially like one, I liked that Ash had like a a new strategy, right? Mm -hmm. And it was one that I wouldn't have expected because, you know, he knows that Graplock is going to use that move and he kind of let Graplock do it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I really liked that B, who I think I'm going, I I think I really like B as an anime character, even though we've barely seen any of her. Mm -hmm. She already has a story that we can begin to put together, which is she's traveling from region to region to challenge fighting type gym leaders and learn from them. Mm -hmm. Like that's what she was at each of these gyms to do. Yeah. um, And challenge herself and learn from them. And in this moment, she sees that Ash has a strategy and she's curious about it. And so instead of instead of like fighting against it, she basically tells Grapplock, like, let's just see what happens. I want to see how he does this. Yeah. Which, you know, means it will not work again. Mm-hmm. Or it shouldn't, at least. Exactly. You know? So she's learning how to prevent this from happening again, which is awesome. They're such good opponents. Yes. The two I agree. of them. And then like at the end of the episode, like after like, so obviously it ends in a tie. Um, yeah. but then they go to celebrate and like, you see this whole new side to be where she's just like laughing, uh, eating sweets. And like, she even like bends down <laughs> and like gives food to Pikachu and Riolu. And I'm just like, yeah. where is this side been? Like, we have not seen this side of her at all yet. I love it though. I, I love it too. because you have this, you know, we, we, Leon, we've gotten, tastes of as like a gym leader character right Mm -hmm. and in other regions we've had gym leaders who are like companions and so we get to know them really well b is a gym leader who we're getting like bits and pieces of more so than any other galar characters really Mm -hmm. uh, at least as far as gym leaders go and they're doing it in like the tiniest little pieces but it's like really working for me somehow Mm -hmm. you know uh, like, I just want I want more B in the anime, and I know yeah. we're going to get it because she's won once, they've tied, mm-hmm. and so I'm guessing Ash wins next time, but they could kind of keep this rivalry going mm-hmm. for a while if they wanted to. Yeah, and they even, like, allude to, like, how one of them's going to be able to fight Leon first. Yeah. And so <laughs> here's my prediction of what's going to happen. B, okay. because now at the beginning of the episode, you actually see B's ranking. It's like 130-something. It's high. So she's getting there. She's going to mm-hmm. get to face Leon first, and I think she's going to lose. Ah. And then Ash will eventually finally get to his chance, and uh, we'll see what happens there. But I think B is going to challenge Leon first before Ash, but she is going to lose. That would be – that would make a lot of sense. That would make a lot – I have a question for you. Okay. Do you think – that because B is a special a special character in the games in that she is in one of the games and not the other right mm-hmm. do you think in this show B is a gym leader yet uh I don't 
no, I don't think they've said it yet, have they? Yeah, it would be pure, purely conjecture on our part. They haven't given us enough information to mm-hmm. know that, and Ash certainly doesn't know whether she is or not. I'm just curious as to like if you're getting a vibe. Uh, I don't think so. I think by the end of this, she will become the gym leader, though. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, there's a ton of other gyms in Galar we haven't seen in the games that they mm-hmm. have alluded to, like a minor league. Yeah, yes. In yeah. certain conversations, they've alluded to a minor league in the game, which I really do wish we got minor league gyms as well. Gosh, do you remember when we thought we were going to get 18 gyms? <laughs> yeah. In uh, Or at least when that was a conversation. I don't know if you and I ever necessarily believed it, but remember when that was like part of the, the speculation? Mm-hmm. was like, oh, there's going to be a gym for every type. <laughs> I would love that. And technically, there kind of is almost because of how they're doing the whole minor league thing. But mm-hmm. again, they're not actually in the game, which I wish they would. I do right. kind of hope we kind of get to see that in the show. Yeah, that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. And there would be precedent for that in the show already, like even p- way before Galar, because you we saw in the in the Indigo League. I mean, not even just the other badges, but we we in the Sandshore episode, the guy who was trying to become an officially recognized gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the game, you have the fighting dojo, which appears in the show as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's there's plenty of precedent in the in the anime universe, even more so than the games. Yeah. For there to be just gyms all over the place. Do you think Ash is going to challenge the Galar Pokemon League for badges? Because I mean, like, he hasn't yet, but I feel like it would be a good chance for him to maybe, like, he decides, oh, I'm going to challenge all the gym leaders there and up my rank even more. See, that's what I really don't know because this journey is just so, like, we, it's funny. I thought Sun and Moon was breaking the formula by having them <laughs> in, like, a headquarters. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we had no idea. I mean, Journeys is such a wild card. It, I, I, I honestly don't know. I wouldn't be surprised either way. It almost feels though like if he started to go on a quest for gym badges in Galar, wouldn't that almost feel like it was slowing the show down? But I, but there are so many good characters in Galar that mm-hmm. I would be surprised if we never met them. So I, I honestly don't know which yeah. way to go. And they keep saying, like, his goal is to challenge Leon. Yeah. But they've never established in the show that the only way you can do that is to right. beat the Pokemon League there. Right. So basically, well, I think it's going to – this is another theory I have for myself that yeah. they're going to go to Galar at some point, And maybe they go to one of the cities. There's a gym – it's the Grass Gym Leader uh, place. And he gets a notification saying, hey, this person wants to challenge you. He, or he wants to challenge that person. So he goes to challenge him and his rank moves up. But then the, the guy's like, well, you know, technically I am a gym leader. So here you go. Here's a badge. I'm curious though, because when they, and, and this is, this is a little, I, I, there's a chink in this armor of an argument. Okay. Um, But not yours, but what I'm about to say, I'm curious though, like the show has sort of softly implied that gym battles, and coronation battles are different because mm-hmm. when he went to um, Vermilion City and yeah. battled at that gym, mm-hmm. it was specified that that wasn't a gym battle. Now the the sort of um, the sort of argument against that is that he already has beaten Lieutenant Surge, so he already mm-hmm. has that gym badge. So they didn't really have to address that. They could they could do a multi purpose battle, I guess, 
in Galar for a gym where he doesn't already have a badge. Yeah. So it still could be what you're saying, but I'm just wondering how they'll handle it. Mm-hmm. It would make sense to do what you're talking about and have them be coronation battles as opposed to gym battles. But the show's done this weird thing where they've set up the coronation series as a different mechanic to being the champion than what the actual games or the show have ever really established. So really unpredictable, but I like that we don't know, you know, like I think that's kind of fun, Mm -hmm. but I love, I love the Ash and B dynamic. I love that his, like, I love that go has established. I'm not Ash's rival. I'm his friend. Mm -hmm. And then B is almost sort of like uh, a recurring rival as opposed to like a regular Mm -hmm. character rival. She's more of an actual dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, because they actually have the exact same goal. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she'll join them ever for like multiple episodes. That'd be cool. Once she's like more firmly established. That'd be cool. I'd like that. Mm-hmm. The next one, episode 40, this is the one, this one I, huh, okay, well, I'll tell you what it is and then I'll, I'll tell you a little bit. Uh, the the one where Go tries to capture Zapdos after storms begin appearing in Vermilion City and Team Rocket briefly teams up to raid battle Zapdos. Mm-hmm. I have so many conflicted feelings about this episode. It felt like really all over the place in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been wondering how they were going to tackle legendary and mythical Pokemon when it comes to Go, because Go represents us as players, not characters in the universe. Mm-hmm. And we as players can capture God. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So like, I've been wondering how they were going to tackle that and they sort of do here. And I wish it had been more, I wish it had been more specifically focused on Go's goal and being faced with a challenge to that goal. But this felt like they tried to fit too much into it. Maybe I I don't know. There was something, I don't know. Am I, am I being silly? Like something about this felt like all over the place and like a little messy. I'm not sure what it, maybe it was just a team rocket. I feel like team rocket hasn't been incredibly utilized in this batch of episodes and that mostly they've been a distraction, but I don't know. Cause I normally like when they have to team up with team rocket, but it's it, maybe part of it is like they team up with team rocket, but then they quickly like disregard that mm-hmm. dynamic. And then Ash defeats team rocket off screen while go is doing something else. Like, yeah, it's just like almost geographically all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's all over the place in different places, mm-hmm. but I like the idea of go being challenged by the idea that legendary Pokemon are one of a kind or at the very least incredibly rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like the idea of it, even if I didn't like the execution. <laughs> um, I did find it funny how like, uh, Go was like, so what came first, the Pokemon or the egg? And I do love that. Yeah, and I was like, that's a good question. I know the answer. It was the unknown. <laughs> the, unknown the unknown were first. They created the egg. The egg hatched. It became Arceus. Arceus created everything else. There you go. Beautiful. Yes. Don't ask Beautiful. where the unknown came from. How could you? impossible questions exactly <laughs> yield impossible answers i like that they went to the power plant i thought that was fun we got yeah. to see a lot of cool electric pokemon got to see some magneton <laughs> and magnemites yep yep and electabuzz was there too yeah so was voltorb but no electrodes that was weird um that was a little weird yeah so i thought that was really cool um yeah uh i mean there's not really much else going on with the episode i mean 
Go almost caught a Zapdos. Yeah, how do you think they should handle the legendary Pokemon with him? I know for a fact uh, he does catch a legendary Pokemon. See, I think, so you kind of already know. I, I think I do. I think, so what I was, when I was watching this, I was like, I think that this episode, what what I wanted to see, and, and this is dangerous because I'm creating expectations, right? But mm-hmm. like, what I wanted to see was go having this goal of capturing every Pokemon, mm-hmm. being faced with sort of like almost an ethical dilemma mm-hmm. of like, do I capture something that is legendary or that is this powerful or that is one of a kind? Like, is mm-hmm. that right? And then ultimately landing on, I'm going to capture it because it's my goal, and then I'm going to let it go. And that still counts. Yes. That's Uh, what I wanted to happen. So I can tell you that is what happens, but I won't tell you what legendary it is. Cool. I'm I'm ultimately really happy with that then, because I feel like that is... The show, I don't think, has ever fully had to confront that question. Exactly. Uh, and I'm glad that that they do. Because mm-hmm. cool. a lot cool. of... Okay, I'm looking forward to it then. Yeah, because like a lot of legendaries, you know, are controlling nature and they help protect other Pokemon. And you can't... You don't want to remove that from what's already happening. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of like the... It's like almost like the Storm X-Men question of like, is she just like screwing everything up when she does this? Like, <laughs> yeah. or, uh, or like, like Greek gods, right? Like if, if you eliminated a Greek God, like what happens to what they're controlling? Mm-hmm. You know, like that's kind of what Pokemon are is like, they're almost like Greek gods or like nature gods. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, like so. Landorus, Tornadus, Thunderous, yeah. uh, Groudon, Ryogre, Rayquaza. Some of them literally are like, Na- nature forces yeah <laughs> so okay cool i'm glad to hear that like, I'm, I'm i'm really glad to hear what that. happens when go faces arceus like and how <laughs> you know mm-hmm. i'm still wondering how the show is even going to have him accomplish his goal because i do feel like it's going to happen mm-hmm. unless the next series is a continuation of it but like it that's that is so many pokemon i also you know we didn't talk about this but kiawe uh in the Alola episode asks Go like, oh, so these are your Pokemon? And I kind of expected Go to be like, well, this is two of them. Mm-hmm. And then show them that he's actually caught like a hundred Pokemon. Yeah. Because that's sort of unusual in this universe. Mm-hmm. Like Ash has a ton because he's existed for 20 some years. Mm-hmm. But Go's doing all this in a matter of months. Yeah. So by the way, uh, you mentioned that there was a Magnemite in this episode. There was also a Magnemite in yeah. the Fossil episode. Just want to put that out there. Oh, where was the Magnemite in the fossil episode? Uh, was it because there was a guy? Uh, there was a guy with a Magnemite. They were waiting in line to go check oh. out the uh, um, the giant uh, shield on, and there was just a Magnemite nice. hovering right there. And I spotted it because that's what I did. You know, there's there's only one explanation for this increase in Magnemite ex- uh, appearances. Pokemon's what, listening that... to us. Exactly, they're listening to our show. Yeah. So thank you, Pokemon creators for listening to our show well i mean like i said before magnemite is the most popular non-legendary non-starter non-evolution <laughs> pokemon basically like non-mascotty yeah you know it's, it's never really been used as a mascot or like a marketing tool mm-hmm. next episode let's see what it's was... another one of these oh, weird yeah. half and half ones but oh. i think i like them i i i, I don't know I wasn't a fan of the first one. I was more so a fan of the second one. I think I would have liked the first one if it were a full episode. You know, it yeah. was only when it ended that I was like, oh, 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> so this is so we talked about one of these before, and I like that Journeys is exploring this idea. But I don't know that they're always landing, and I think maybe it's because it's in the context of full episodes, but this is another one where they split the episode into two, like, 11-minute episodes. And the first one is one where Meowth gets sick, and because Meowth is sick, Jesse and James realize that they can't use Meowth to understand what Pikachu is saying, which I think is a fun detail. I like that, that they basically say, like, the only reason we know anything about Pikachu is pretty much because Meowth tells us what it's saying. Mm -hmm. And so then Team Rocket uses a bunch of like tries to like interpret pikachu's behavior and what it's saying on like videotapes uh that i guess wabafet has been taking for some reason and i thought all of that was like a fun idea and a fun concept but i was hoping that it would then result in a team rocket centric episode where jesse and james try to capture pikachu without meow's help but sort of like comically fail along the way because they like wildly misinterpreted what Pikachu was saying and like end up thinking that Pikachu like loves them by the end of the episode. Like mm-hmm. if there were a second half to this, I think it would have been really funny. I, I did but... enjoy the fact that Meowth was basically like, if only they really knew. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause the, ep- the little mini episode ends with team rocket convincing themselves that everything Pikachu is like that Pikachu is like wishing them well as they blast off again, which is funny. But yeah, Meowth obviously knows better. And mm-hmm. is like, oh, these these idiots. <laughs> so I don't know. Seems like a waste of a of a premise because I thought the premise was funny. Yeah, I mean, at least with uh, the last one that they did, like the two episodes kind of crossed over. Yeah, this one did not, and which is fine. But again, the first one I just found myself kind of bored with it. Uh, the second one I at least found a little bit more entertaining. The ep- the second one is really straightforward because it's sort of like a regular episode condensed down to 11 minutes where there's mm-hmm. like a Pokemon problem and they have to solve it. Yeah. And so basically a marsh top got stuck in the mud and then it dried up and then it got stuck. Mm-hmm. And Which is such a funny problem. Exactly. The fact it's a marsh top is even funnier because it's got like this like <laughs> stupid expression. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but yes it just had like this <laughs> ridiculous expression of just just everything's fine i'm okay and so uh they they're like hey we should you know get some water and uh, soften up the mud so we can get out so first off they ask sobble to use water gun and sobble gets nervous and hides away and they just completely give up and don't even try to convince sobble <laughs> Yeah, Sobble's so funny in the show. I wonder if it'll ever be more than, like, a sort of, like, silly joke character. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like it. It's, I think he's funny. Yeah. But it, I wonder if it'll ever yeah. go beyond that. They find a leaf, and they find a stream, and they fill the leaf up with some water, and they carry it up a hill, and they go to bring it in. But then Ash ends up tripping over a rock, and then they <laughs> give up on that plan. And I'm like, what? what? Just don't trip over the rock next time, and you'll be fine. <laughs> Try that again, please. Like, it was a good idea. But it's all comedy. I know. Because <laughs> you think Pikachu is going to be the one to spill it, right? Because he's like, Ugh. Yeah. But Ash just trips over. It's not like the leaf tore or something, or like that was the only leaf that they could use. Yeah. 
I like the idea that Go is like, clearly, Ash, you are incapable of carrying this leaf. We must try something else. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, th- this is ridiculous. So, was there anything else ridiculous that they tried before the Ludicolo showed up? Yeah, Ash wanted to carry water in his mouth and spit yes. it at uh, <laughs> yes, Marsh Tom, which right. I did think was, like, funny. And probably the type of joke that's perfect for these episodes, because they tend to be a little bit wackier, mm. these little short ones. So it, I think it worked in this in this environment. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, he's explained to go what he wants to do. And then like the water just pours out of his mouth. I'm like, OK, cool. Now do that without talking and go up the hill. And there you go. It's like a human version of water gun. Yeah. But uh, again, they decide not to do that. And then a Ludicolo shows up and they're like, oh, Ludicolo, uh, can you use rain dance for us? And then it does sunny day and makes the ground even drier. <laughs> All the while, Marshtomp is just like slowly drying up and dying with a smile on its face. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna go, I mean, go like a Marshtomp, smile on your face. I guess so. Sure. <laughs> so Do something you love. Yeah. Be surrounded by mud. Yes. And so then Ludicolo actually just takes a look at Marshtomp and is like, oh, this is what you want me to do. Okay, I got you. And then does rain dance and it's able to pull the Marshtomp out. Mm-hmm. And then they come back and Marshtomp and all of its other Marshtomp friends are stuck in the ground <laughs> where it's dried out. And I'm just like, OK, you know what? At this point, clearly they deserve this. Just let just go. Leave them be. I love that the world of Pokemon allows for some Pokemon to just be kind of stupid in the way that some animals just seem to do stupid things. Where you're like, why are you doing this, animal? This seems very stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love that you have the marsh tomps and the sort of quag sires and the slow pokes of the world. And ludicolos. Like, and ludicolos and psyducks where you're just like, what is going on in your head? Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the perfect, like, animal kingdom vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next episode. Yeah. Yeah, so this is where it gets good because uh, this is where a multi-episode arc starts taking place. So we're only going to go over the first episode because the rest takes place in the next six episodes. So We always do them in sixes. Exactly. Six, six, six. It's how we do. Yes. (laughs) This is the one where Ash and Go find themselves in the slumbering wield and investigate strange occurrences in Galar. Yeah, we're getting Galar lore story. Yeah, so... Basically starts off kind of like how the video game does uh, near the end of it, which is kind of cool. Yeah, they go to Galar and they're going there on like a train, but the train stops, right? They have mm-hmm. to stop the train because something's blocking the path. Large... Well, no, there's like large um, energy spikes happening, mm. which is actually what where I just got in Pokemon Sword is where like um, Chairman Rose is like doing experiments. Mm hmm. Uh, we actually get Chairman Rose in this episode a little bit, too. Yeah. Um, and because of those large energy spikes, they end up, like, shutting down the train and a bunch of things because they it's like they don't want anything to happen. And so then Ash and Go, like, leave the train uh, to investigate something, and then they end up in the slumbering wield, and then they each one of them sees one of the two legendary dogs. Um, or what are they, what are they called? The, the warriors of Galar, the heroes of Galar, mm-hmm. they each see one of the heroes of Galar and then pass out. Yeah. <laughs> Which is exactly what happens in the game. <laughs> yeah. So Ash sees uh, Zashian 
and uh, go see Zamazenta. Which, by the way, is a perfect pairing for them. Yes. The fact that Ash sees a sword mm-hmm. and Go sees a shield. <laughs> yes. Good choice, uh, mm-hmm. writers. Yes. I'm trying to think of what else happened because I'm going to be honest with you. Like we were watching this episode and then I also had to take care of Luke. So my attention was kind of divided. No, they they pretty much just I mean, they wake up. But I think because they ended up split up and seeing different heroes, Mm -hmm. Ash wakes up and ends up with Leon. Yes, yes. And Go wakes up and ends up with um, what's her name? Um, Magnolia's um, granddaughter. Granddaughter. Yeah. Oh, what is her name? Uh, Sophie? Sophia? Sophia? Something like that, yeah. Ends up with her. Mm -hmm. I feel terrible not remembering her name. (laughs) Um, And so then the two of them, like, call each other and compare notes and basically decide, like, okay, well, let's split up for now and just kind of do our thing with our respective Galar people. Mm -hmm. And whenever we get back to each other, we'll get back to each other. And then the episode kind of ends with that, which is kind of a wild Mm -hmm. way for it to end because Ash and Go have been side by side for almost every single episode unless... It's a specifically Go-centric episode. Yeah. Now, I have gone past. I actually have not finished all 12 episodes yet. Oh. Shocking. But uh, we got two, <laughs> we have two episodes left. I will say that. This arc is amazing. Ooh, okay. Well, I, I can't wait. Yes, I am. I love it. And it almost feels like a season finale. Ooh. But then there's like three more episodes on top, which don't tie in with it so i feel like because of how they're doing the whole 12 episode system like season two starts with that like the episode after that but sure they're not going to count that until the next 12th batch and that would be considered season 12 hmm. if that makes any sense i understand what you're saying and it doesn't make sense for netflix to do it that way but i understand what you mean yeah if that that's i think that's what you're asking me right yeah <laughs> eh. you'll you'll see when you get there um yeah no, I get you. Like the this is obviously the the next six episodes aren't all this arc, and so they finish this little arc, and then there's just like extra episodes. Yeah, just this <laughs> way they can still release like, twelve episodes. Yeah, yeah. But I guess it makes sense because like in Japan they don't split it into seasons like we do, right? Like it just is the whole Indigo League, or it just is black and white, right? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, this is us just being weird about requiring seasons. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I just realized we never mentioned the fact that Professor Kakui from the first episode has a son. <laughs> has a son. Has a baby. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, he does. The Sun and Moon series ends with her basically telling Kakui, "Hey, I'm pregnant," which is really cute. So that means more than nine months has passed. Oh wow! And you know, Ash is still ten years old. So you know, let me know how that works out. Well, <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, because <laughs> I think this honestly is the first time we've ever seen like an actual like time progression move forward almost for like age, because obviously you had something that was in the womb and it's now out of the womb. Have we ever had a character like who was part of an episode like grow up and return? <sighs> I don't think probably so. not. I don't think they probably so. wouldn't do that. No, because then you'd have to explain how Ash didn't grow up. Well, they're never going to do that. Yeah. Wow. But Ash has had birthdays before, hasn't he? Hasn't he literally celebrated a birthday in this show? Or am I making that up? He celebrated <laughs> a one year anniversary with Pikachu <laughs> in a short for one of the movies. I want to say it was like 2000 or the third movie that they celebrate a one 
year anniversary together. And so Ash is 11. (laughs) He sure isn't. (laughs) Yeah. So this show, I tell you, it gives it gives me more headaches than I'd like, but it gives me more excitement than headache. So it's okay. Yeah. But there's more joy here than headache. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, any other final thoughts on this batch of episodes? Did you have a favorite? Uh, the one with Magnemite. Makes sense. Makes sense. I think the one with B is probably my favorite of this batch. Uh, I thought that was really cool. That was a really good episode. Um, I would probably say the Alola episode was my favorite just because like, because you never actually finished Alola, did you? I haven't finished it yet. Okay. No. So, um, but it's the it's the other series I've seen the most of. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's the only other series I've spent a lot of time in. Mm-hmm. So I was excited for that one. I just wish it were longer. I do too. I do wish that was like a two parter. So I can't wait for them to go back. Um, yeah. And hopefully, this means maybe we'll get to see some of his other companions eventually. I hope so too. I know that they did Brock and Misty in Sun yeah. and Moon. Yeah. But I still would like to see them again. Yeah, I'd like to see them. I'd like to see May. Uh, I would see Dawn. Serena. Yeah, Serena for sure. So Yeah, there are a lot of... Todd, bring back Todd. Where's Man Bun Tracy? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> Silen and Iris. Yeah, there are so many companions that I think people would want to see, um, or at least appreciate to see. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not fully confident they'll do it, because... Yeah. They've been so distant from everything. It was refreshing to see Alola just unabashedly be like, yeah. this is Ash. This is him. These are his friends. Yeah. And the thing is, um, like, with the Alola gang, that's still easy enough to get the voice actors for. Yeah, it's all really recent. So, but to get, like, it's like uh, when we listened to the Brock and Misty episode in Sun and Moon, those weren't the original voice actors. I believe it. So. That's tough. Yeah. So it'd be difficult to get like the originals back. I still think it would be worth having the characters return if they couldn't get original actors, though. Yeah, like even if because I not think the it would be voice. fun for the story. Oh yeah, definitely. Because um, I would love to see them do a contest, and who's competing in the contest? May and Dawn. And go <laughs> exactly <laughs> like that could be their vehicle, you know, or Chloe. Mm-hmm. Give Chloe more stuff to do. <laughs> it could be Chloe's sort of like first sort of pokemon competitive foray mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe the prize is like an evolution stone and go needs it to evolve one of his <gasps> pokemon Ooh, or a mega stone exactly <laughs> so many possibilities yeah why aren't we writing on the show kyle i don't know because we don't live in japan we know you're listening pokemon so just hire us exactly we'll learn japan japanese japanese <laughs> good lord i can't even speak english i'm gonna learn japanese Gosh, uh. <laughs> I, I, I know how to say hello. That's about it. Ohio. I know that, too, because it's the name of my state. <laughs> Wait, maybe I Ohio. don't. Ohio. I thought it was Konnichiwa. Oh, that, I mean that, too. OK. Yeah, they're both greetings. OK, you're good. OK, cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, my cat is also saying uh, Konnichiwa over and over. In the background. Sounds more like it's food time. <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> it's always food time for this cat. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was lovely. I was I'm so happy to talk Pokemon. Like I said I at the too. top of this episode, it's nice to just like uh, sit down and just commit to some Pokemon fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
<laughs> do you hear him? Yeah. <laughs> you whining. Normally he doesn't talk during podcasts, but he's clearly upset. I've I've noticed he only ever really starts up around about near the end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you and I usually record pretty shortly after he would eat. So he's usually fine. Mm. Uh, so he's usually sleeping after that. But now, you know, mm-hmm. he's wide awake and waiting for the next meal. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So. All right. Well, I should probably give him food. Yeah. Yep, he agrees. Yeah. Uh, so I think we should probably tie this one up, eh? Yeah. Well, thank you everyone for joining us on yet another adventure along the Victory Road and into the Pokemon Journeys series. For information on episodes and contests or to give us feedback on the show, be sure to find the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Victory Road Pod. And if there's something in the world of Pokemon you know a whole lot about or that you'd like us to talk about, just let us know. Until next time, we're headed back to the Pokemon Center to feed our various cat Pokemon, of which there are so many. I have to go feed my baby Pokemon. Your baby Pokemon. (laughs) That works too. Yeah. (laughs) Bye. Bye. production of the Four Ride Radio Network. For other great shows, check out www.fourrideradio.com. And be sure to listen and blah, 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 blah. Hello. 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 Schwat is up. I got a baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> oh, you're being fussy, aren't you? Okay. Um. <laughs> That's okay. I can relate. Or if you want to go your favorite region, or you want to go your team Sinnoh, and I'm team Alola. But I'm something. not team Sinnoh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, then. It's one of my least favorite regions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then.